Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning. We are here live. Uh, well, it's not live. It's recorded. But <laughs> start off with a lie. We're starting off with a lie this morning. Uh, we're starting with well, uh, yeah. Steve, you and I are alive, so yes. that's, that's as good as live gets. I don't think. Especially, yes. especially when you start moving into the older dimensions of life. I'm alive. That's great. <laughs> Right, I woke up this morning. Woo! It's like we were, every day is a, is a grace day, they say. So that's yeah. that's wonderful. I think when you get older, you you re, begin to realize that and begin to value that. All right, so great to have you with me again, Steve, on the uh, podcast and on the KLE page, uh, podcast page. Right, great to have you on with me. And Steve and I have had a busy morning already, so we're just gonna kick in with our conversation here. We are talking, um, we, we sort of felt, I felt like this was a scripture that's really been, that really spoke to me this morning is from Isaiah 9, 6, 4. To us a child shall be born, speaking of Christ, and to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But uh, the, the, the area that, Steve, that really is, been speaking or spoke to me this morning is that the government shall be upon his shoulder. And um, of course, every part of that unto us, a child is born just shows the, not, it's, it's seeming in, insignificance, you know, is that a child is born unto a son, is, a son is given, not a prophet, not a, not a pastor, not a priest, but a son. And then, but then, here comes the weighty part of it is that the government will be upon his shoulder. Right. And I never, you know, for years, I never understood that. I never understood, you know, what that meant. I, I honestly didn't know what that meant, you know. Um, right. But now, and sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I, I was just thinking about the word Bain or Ben, B-E-N, yeah. uh, in, in the Hebrew, um, because it, it, it's the word we get son from i mean it's the anyway it's the word they use for son right but it means builder of the family name is and if you're building a family name that means the government is still upon the principles of the shoulders of the one who started that right so it's the builder of the family name so there's still something about the government shall be upon his shoulders that uh unto us a son was given there was a son like you said, that the 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 sonship thing is the most important issue here. He's not going to send an apostle. He's not going to send a prophet. He's not he's not sending a gift, because uh, most of the time in our society, in our way of thinking, the gift kind of tends to rule our way of thinking rather than the government that's already been established by Christ, where or the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We. We don't think about that. We just think about our gift and what we can supply at that point. Yeah. So anyway, that's the only thing I was thinking about is builder of the family name, not, you know, that's what a son will do. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
So, and, and it, it speaks of relationship, of course. It speaks of that family situation. But, you know, it's like, um, is people want to, isn't it amazing how, how we can find extremes in everything, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. Um, we want to focus on one thing, not the other thing, kind of thing. And, and, uh, but this is a, when I read this scripture, it's a very balanced strategy of God, you know? It's like, he's That's true. Given us a son, you know? Um, I mean, get, uh, to us, a, a child is born, to us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder. There's like three significant areas. And then, of course, his name is revealed in Wonderful Counselor, uh, Everlasting Father, Mighty God, you know, and so Prince of Peace. And that all describes sort of the kingdom of God. It describes the kind of government or the kind of king that he's going to be. I think, but we need to balance everything with, the government that is on his shoulders. I, I, I'm just reading here also from Matthew two verse two, and it says that, that when they, when the, um, when the magi, magi came from the east, and it says they were, they asked Herod, "Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? <laughs> we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him." And of course, in verse three, when Herod heard the, when Herod the king heard this, he was disturbed. <laughs> and all Jerusalem with him. So, um, yeah, so then that's when <laughs> they get worried. Okay, a king is born, and, and the Magi from the east, they through their zodiac, whatever methods, they, they read this. We don't know, but somehow they read this, and they said, we're looking for a king. They didn't right. say we're looking for a savior, or we're looking for a prophet, or they said, we're looking for a king. And, course, and you're not it. And yes, hey Herod, <laughs> hey Herod, we're looking for the real king of the Jews. What? I mean, he just like was disturbed. <laughs> yes, and all of Israel with him, and the whole of Israel with him. So that is like okay. So then that begins to tell me what kind of government we we uh, are, are under here. If right, we, and that's I think really what. For me today was I did a I did a short podcast on that earlier, but it's just um, what does that mean? You know, what is what is that living under this government mean? What is what does that mean? You know, to us right now in this situation, in the midst of crisis, disruption, and everything else, what does being governed or living under his government? Because if he's the king, he has a government. And that government um, presides with certain rules, laws, principles, values, a constitution. And right. do we understand that? That's the question that I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Something you mentioned earlier before we turned it on was the principles that, that are driving anything. Um, because a lot of times we can even you know, we can even begin to discuss about how things are established, uh, eldership rules opposed to this, that, or the other, and all that sort of thing. The principle is, is, is the, the overriding or maybe the under, um, the main motivating current behind everything, which is there is a king, says the increase of his government of peace, there shall be no end. So if, if he is established as king, the increase of that government and of peace, there shall be no end also, which is, the, I think, the next verse down. But um, 
when you think about the 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 overdriving or the the main principle behind all of this is it is a king there is a king he has a kingdom there is a certain way that he does things there's a certain there are certain ways that he operates like now there's the because of the new covenant it's the law of the spirit of life which is in Christ Jesus uh, the law of liberty uh, the law of grace the law of faith so there still are laws but uh, since there has been a change of priesthood it necessitated a change of law right so now we have a different it's not a totally different set of principles but there is a king that has come yes. that the Magi predicted or said, Hey, there's a king coming and it ain't you, but there's something else coming here. It's a new kingdom. And that's why Christ, that's what Christ preached was the kingdom of heaven was a hand. Right. So there's a difference in what we've, we're not preaching the church. We're not preaching a gift. We're not preaching, um, a certain list of laws that now you have to live by. There's a principle behind it, an over, I don't want to call it an overdriving. What would you call it? Um, an underlying current that continues to drive the force of this kingdom. And that's what I guess I keep looking for is what is that? What is that underlying current that keeps driving for the increase of his government and peace? You know, what drives that? And um, I know it's not just his crucifixion, although that's important. It's not just his resurrection, although that's important. Uh, there's something else, and it seems like it keeps stemming back to this, the fact that he really is king. Yes. And he really does have a kingdom. And kingdom means the right to rule, or what? how does he rule? Yes. What is his rule, reign, and authority? What is that? And whatever that is, that's what we live by now. It's not, it's not we have to try to live by certain certain other principles. We live by a different king with a different under a different kingdom that has a different set of laws than even this natural realm does. Well, and I think that's where the the opposite, not the opposition, but that's where the clash comes in. And and that's what we need to understand is that we are under. I mean, we, we, the Bible tells us we've got to submit to our governing authorities on the earth, but we are citizens of a different kingdom governed by a different um, constitution, if you may. Right. And, and that constitution is, is like the foundation of it, of course, is love, but it's right. all the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is, is a law like it in law of faith and law of of grace, etc., and so the so those laws make up and values, principles, truths, right? Make up that that um, that uh, constitution of the king, and right. it's not negotiable. This is not a democracy. This is right. like um, you can choose based upon convenience or societal um, uh, pressure. You. You, you, you can't move by that, you know, it is established and that's what we are to live by if you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Right. And the thing is, is if, if he, law, I'm, love is not a law. Although, I, I mean, I don't think I've been able to find love as being a law under the new covenant. However, it does say this one thing I tell you, uh, love one another, even as 
you know, um, even as you would love yourself, you know, love each other. Yeah. So that's the only, that's the only other law that I would say that still applies. So I guess it is still a law, but that's who he is. He, God is love. Exactly. Exactly. So that's his nature. So out of that nature then is produced all this other stuff. Yeah. So probably the, the grounding factor or the stake you can always go back to is, is this something that is founded, rooted out of love or is this argumentative? Is this something that's not going to bring peace and life? Uh, what's this going to bring if it's not going to bring about love? Yeah. And um, even, I guess you go back to the two trees in the middle of the garden of Eden. Okay. The one we're not supposed to partake of, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But it's the tree of the knowledge of good. I mean, I, I may know what is good to do for God. I may know all the principles. I may know everything like that. Good for humanity. <laughs> yes, yeah. And the day we partake of that, it says we shall die, or in dying you shall die. But the one that we could partake of freely was the tree of life. Right. So what is this that I'm bringing going to bring forth life? Is this something that I'm bringing forth that, just like uh, when when Mary came around Elizabeth, Elizabeth, the the baby leapt in her womb. Is this something that when I come near with this with this life, with this hope, with with what it is I'm saying, with what it is I'm giving, is this thing going to make something inside you leap? Is it going to make the life within you leap? Uh, just like Christ, it says of Christ, didn't our hearts burn within us? Yes. I mean, you know. Is this something where I was kind of working with some guys here the other day and, and we were talking about this very same thing is, is if indeed I am sent by Christ, I'm going to operate by that same, by that same life, which is he came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Right. Christ is a life-giving spirit. He is the last Adam. Yeah. So if I'm coming to you or if I was sent by Christ to you, that means I'm coming so you can have life. That's what I'm here for. Yep. So is this that I'm bringing you bringing life? Is it bringing that resurrection? Is it bringing purpose back to you? Is it bringing you back to the kingdom of God and to the king? Or is it leading you down some other path? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every word you speak, in fact, Christ even says that, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And so... And you'll you'll be judged by every word that yes spoken. You'll be judged, so you'll be um, sort of acquitted and condemned by every word that you speak. Right, right. So that's that's where it's it is kind of a nice thing to put a guard over your mouth. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, kind of a watch over your lips to make sure that out of your mouth doesn't come blessing and cursing. Yeah. Or sweet water and bitter. Right. It should not be. And, and I, you know, Steve, that just right there, I think is the, the, the thing that we need to, it's not just negative and positive speaking. No, no, it's, no. Are we speaking the kingdom of God or are we entering right. the, the, right. the narrative of the world? We need to decide what, what we represent in, in our words. Right. Because out of the mouth of the wicked, the city will be brought low, but out of the mouth of the righteous, it shall be exalted. Exactly. So am I speaking to this mountain? Yeah. Am I speaking life here and resurrection or am I speaking death? Yeah. You know, which one am I speaking? Yes. And, and he acknowledges me. <laughs> right. Be acknowledged before the father. And that's right. not 
that's not just talking about, you know, uh, quoting scripture and shouting, I love Jesus right. everywhere you go. It's like, what is your narrative? What is, what are you communicating in what you say everywhere you go? You know? Right. And yeah. Anyway. Psalm 103 verse 20 um, says the angels of angels of God, they excel in strength, doing his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Right. They're not just hearkening unto his word. They're not just hearkening unto a bunch of scriptures that we may be quoting uh, just because we happen to have a good idea of what the scriptures are. Hmm. They hearken unto the voice of his word. It's interesting that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God, the word of God. It's the rhema, which means simply to open the mouth and give voice to or to utter. Yeah. That's all it means. It does. But the logos, which Christ is, is the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind everything that is spoken. So when I give you Christ, I give you the very motive of God, the Father, the Creator behind it. Mm. So when I'm speaking or confession is made unto salvation, the word confession, homo logio, to speak the same thing as the logos, I'm speaking the very same thing as the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive of God, the Father, but I'm giving, I'm giving voice to that. Yeah. And so that's, that's what the angels of God who behold his eye continually and they encamp about those who fear the Lord and their ministering spirit sent to render service on behalf of those who are called to redemption. Here they are beholding his eye continually as soon as they hear the voice of that word. As soon as they hear that thing that, that said in the beginning, let there be light or let there be faith or let there be whatever. As soon as they hear that, that, that power of that voice, they are sent to render service. They are sent at that point and they hearken unto the voice of that word. That's what sends them unto battle. That's what sends them into that place of being able to, like it says in Daniel, you know, where this angel was sent from the very first day he was sent because right. Daniel was inquiring about something about yeah. a vision. And he says, I fought through this. I fought through that. Finally, I met with the Prince of Persia and Michael himself had to come and help me during that encounter. But after 21 days, I am here, but I have come for thy words. If we could ever learn that the words that we speak, they are spirit and life. They are something that brings about the, and changes the very course. If we speak it the same with the same heart, with the same thought, intent, purpose, and motive in which God spoke in the beginning, that's when our lives are going to change. It's not just quoting a verse. We're going we're gonna to speak things, and we're going to see them happening. And we could see this whole country turn around if we begin to if we begin to speak with that motive of God behind it, rather than just hopping on board and saying every little thing that happens and, oh, oh, so-and-so was a great leader and so-and-so was a cruddy leader. And, and so therefore, you know, I think that this is going downhill fast. And I mean, what's that going to accomplish except for to take it down? And exactly. And jumping on, you know, um, I just, Stay away from from the opinions on social media, really. And as Christians, as Christians, and and you know, it's just as as citizens, Christians will okay. Christians will, the Christians will introduce their religion. I want to say to as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, 
we do not indulge the narrative of society. We, we right. don't indulge that. We don't, that's not our words. It's got no power. When you're offering our, when we're offering our little opinions in this whole deal, just, I, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed at how Christian believers, disciples, sons of God, all join in and have an opinion about this thing. And it's just like, that's not what we represent. The, the power to change things with our words is because we represent and speak on behalf of the king. That's right. That's the only reason it changes. It changes. is Your arguments, you know, when you're arguing on the same level as a weaker force, you, you become the weaker force. <laughs> you cannot right. argue. It's like, you know, if you, if you get into an argument with somebody about an issue, are the shoes right. black or brown? And you now you argue. You both actually, the Bible says, argue with a fool and you become a fool. You know, so it's just, or gra grab a, a dog by its, a fighting dog by its ears and it's going to bite you as well. <laughs> stay away from that stuff. Don't enter that kind of fray. And rather speak as a rep one one um, one Peter chapter four says, if you're going to speak, speak as the oracles of God. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. speak as the voice of God. In other words, speak representing Him and His kingdom. And that's really what what I, you know is that when we understand that we are under a different government, a different political system, uh, under a different econ economy, that doesn't mean to say we rebel against. Uh, speak evil of you know Paul, Peter said in 1 Peter also I think it's 1 Peter chapter 2 he says to them he said they were under the worst Caesar of the day the worst right. hero he was burning people in the streets as lampposts and Peter says honor the king <laughs> right I mean you know this this is the constitution of heaven we're talking about this is not our constitution it's not the constitution that we believe we should introduce or or that you know it, it's the constitution of heaven we right. are to colonize the earth we are to colonize the earth with the kingdom of heaven not with our opinion not with our religion but with the kingdom of heaven right right i'm looking up for something right now ah here it is first corinthians 14 uh, I knew it was around that area somewhere. I just couldn't remember where. Because um, it's talking about our speech. It's talking about what we say. Um, and it says, there's not one voice in the earth without signification. But if I do not know the meaning of the voice, it says I become a barbarian to him who speaks and him who speaks to me. So if I don't know the meaning of the voice, I become a barbarian to him who speaks. Do you know what that word meaning is? Dunamis. Ah. If I don't know the explosive, miraculous power that this voice comes from, if or, I don't know that there's, huh? What is the source? Of yes. That? Yeah, the source. Because he says he upholds all things by the word of his power, right. not the power of his word. It doesn't yeah. say the power of his word. It says the word of of his power this stuff comes out of power yes. if i don't know the dunamis of that voice 
I become a barbarian to him who speaks and him who speaks to me. So the stuff that we're speaking should be coming out of the power of the kingdom of God. Right. It should be coming out of this dunamis, which when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive dunamis from upon high, which should come out of that spirit of life, that one that brings resurrection, wherever that word goes, it's going to be that seed that's going to bring that resurrection power. That's and that's what we've got to realize that as sons of God, and that's the key, I send a son. That's the very first thing you were talking about there in Isaiah 9. I'm sending a son because that's when I get things done. When I get things done for my kingdom, I'm going to send a son. I don't care, you know, what gifting he is. It doesn't matter at that point. I'm sending a son, somebody who's going to represent me and my kingdom. So that's why the government will be upon his soul. But see, all that comes out of power. It all comes forth out of that power that he's got. Even when he said, let there be light, you know good and well that had to come out of power. Yes. It wasn't just, yeah, yeah, it wasn't just an idea that popped into his head. Oh, uh, we're going to have land today, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden, boom, there's land. No, it came forth out of a place of power right. and a place of authority. And so when you think about that, as far as uh, if I don't know, if I don't know the power that's in your voice, if I don't know the, the distinction of that voice, the power that's behind it, the, the very, the place from where it's generated, I become a barbarian to you, and it's just another opinion. Yes. It, it's like you never really needed to speak to me at all because it's just another opinion that doesn't really matter on the earth. Well, that's it. And, and there's loads of them. Like, it's like somebody, I think it was um, Shakespeare said, everybody's got an opinion. In fact, everybody's got two opinions, but they're both hairy like armpits. <laughs> and smelly. <laughs> Airy and smelly like armpits. <laughs> Shakespeare said that? Shakespeare said that, yeah. Oh, my land. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but that's a pretty good, yeah, a pretty good one. Like two nostrils. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you see, the, so the source, is when, I mean, in John chapter 13, where it says Jesus knowing what the father had given him to do and that where he was from and that he was going back to the father could take the garment of a servant and, and begin to wash their feet. And, right. You know, it comes boils down to us knowing where we come from. Isaiah chapter nine, verse seven goes on to say, which is the next verse goes on to say, there shall be no end to the increase of his government. Right. And of peace, which is right which is the governing constitution and he shall rule on the throne of David and over his kingdom right. to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from that time forward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. So, you know, we need to understand is that the thing, the ruling government and the ruling um, uh, precedence in our heart by the governor of the Holy Spirit, because you were talking about, you know, we, we received the Holy Spirit and from that we have, we shall receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon us and within us. And right. that power is the source of his government. And, and right. the Holy Spirit is the representative of the government. Right. <laughs> within us. That, that's how we get to re represent him. 
and there's no increase to that government and of his peace and he will rule and so we've we've got to align ourselves with his rule not with our religion and i think that that's the important thing is like don't don't align yourself with religion align yourself with his government that's what you know what it's about yeah and that government like you said comes forth out of his power exactly not just his authority which he has all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto him but it comes forth out of that dunamis it comes forth out of power right uh and i guess i keep going back to this when when he said let there be light and there was that's a lot of power right i i'm i'm very well inclined to think about the big bang theory in that light because when he said let there be light boom yeah. from the very beginning and it's still going on today exactly just continuing to go yeah. uh it was an explosive miraculous power yeah um i told you about that guy who was out fishing one morning didn't i and and uh he was <laughs> he he they got the game warden got called and he got a bunch of complaints that there was somebody out exploding stuff in the lake and so they come to find out this guy was buying loads of dynamite and he'd go out in the middle of the lake in early in the morning and he'd just light a piece of dynamite stick a dynamite throw it overboard boom you know and he'd kind of roll around and pick up all the fish you know he'd come back with a boatload of fish Hmm. so one day the the game warden thought he'd be pretty smart you know he said hey uh, you mind if i go out fishing with you no, sir. Don't mind at all. He says, well, what time are you leaving? He said, five. So next morning shows up at five. No words are spoken, nothing. And so he gets in the boat and the game warden hops in the boat with him and he rows out to the middle of the lake and he stops rowing, throws the anchor overboard. And, and um, all of a sudden he, he reaches underneath the game warden's seat. And he pulls out this little box and pulls out a stick of dynamite, lights it, and throws it overboard. Boom! You know, and all the fish come come up to the surface. And the game warden says, you can't do that. You can't, you, you can't just do this. He reaches into the box again, gets another stick of dynamite, lights it, and hands it to the game warden. He said, now, are you going to talk or are you going to fish? <laughs> But that's basically, I mean, that's a bad illustration, but that's basically what Christ has done with us. He's given us dunamis, explosive, miraculous power. What are we going to do with that? Are we going to talk? Are we just going to say some more stuff out there in the air that's absolutely worthless, that isn't going to produce anything? Are we going to give something that's going to bring forth a result in the kingdom of heaven and really shake things up on this earth as well? Because once again, we can say, let there be firmament in the midst of the darkness. Let there be whatever. Because it says here in the, the increase of his government and a peace, peace, there shall be no end. But somebody's got to be, somebody's got to be giving voice to that word. Somebody. And that piece, that piece is not not human tranquility and everything. No, no. Living no. each other nicely, you know. That piece is is a, a force of the kingdom of heaven. Right. Right. It, where the peace is right relationship with God and 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 where 
the government of God is established. That's what right. it's about. It's, it's not about, um, you know, living nice and harmony and, and all the rest right. of it. Uh, kumbaya. It's not kumbaya. Yeah. And he is called the Prince of Peace. Peace, exactly. In fact, even, um, uh, even Melchizedek was called that, the King of Salem, the King yeah. of Peace. That's right. Uh, Prince of Peace. So um, that, since there has been a change of priesthood, which we are now, we're no longer of the Levitical priesthood. We're of the priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. Yeah. So if that's the case, then that's the type of priesthood we're from. Yeah. The King of Salem the king of we're under a different king and a different see he was a king and a priest yeah that's what we are levitical priesthood weren't kings in fact no king could come out of the levites yeah priesthood but yet christ came and when he came he came as a king and a priest and he gives these disciples when he sends them out power and authority yes yeah that's true that's true. And authority to, to yeah. have dominion. That's that's what it is. To cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. Uh, you know, that's all about authority and power of the kingdom of God. You know, so right. that's that's dominion. That's kingship. That's what we should be doing. That's what right. we should be thinking. That's what we should be declaring. Is not getting involved in the narrative of mass media or social media or any other media for that matter. God's yeah. media, only media, Holy Spirit media. That's what we should be involved in. Yeah. I, I know that they used to say you can strike a happy medium, and I always ran around looking for a witch that was smiling. <laughs> you know, so I could smack, you know, strike a happy medium. That was bad. Uh, I'm sorry. That wasn't worth it, was it? I was fishing right there. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, you're, you're right. There's a, there's a point at which if we would realize that, there, the media is Satan is called the prince of the power of the air for a reason. Yes, exactly. If, if that's the case, every time there's a word even spoken out there, he tries to spin it before it gets to your ears because there's there's something that he has you either looking at it through like a filter, or he has he has some way of manipulating that before it even hits your ears. That's it. It's the kingdoms of this world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it has its own, it has its own value system. Right. Has, and and we, we called out but sent back in. So we called out to get a new worldview, a new value right. system, a new value system. Right. Spirit and life. And then he sends us back in again to establish his kingdom, to Right. Uh, colonize the earth with the kingdom of God to influence and impact the world with the kingdom of God, not without church, but with right. the kingdom of God. And so we've got to come back in and do that. We, we, but we cannot be living. Jesus was tempted by the prince of the prince of the power of the air, the right. now in the sons of disobedience. He was he was tempted with, hey, here's all the glory, here's all the splendor, here's all the the beauty, here's all the the riches, here's all the all the power, position, everything that you need. Just bow down to me. Right. And and it's and Jesus said, You shall worship the Lord your God only. Why? Because you know, it's not because God is just God. He's not he's not an egotist. He's not just, because he's king. <laughs> right. Because he rules in the kingdom of God. You know, he rules and he wants to colonize. That's what he does. That every Every kingdom 
colonizers. That's what they do. They expand their kingdom. Every kingdom does that. Every kingdom does that. Every empire does that. And here we've got the king of glory. And why? Because he knows it's for the betterment of humankind. He knows that because right. he has an everlasting kingdom that has an eternal government that, that is a just, righteous government that brings peace. Right. You can't beat that. There's not a democracy. There's not a imperialist. There's not a dictator. There's not a communist on the earth that can anywhere compare to that. Nowhere. Right. Nothing. So we, that, and that's the thing is that's what we've got to be introducing. We shouldn't be introducing our culture, but the government of heaven. Right. Right. The, um, Somebody was talking to me the other day, and they said uh, one of the most important things to do uh, when a person first gets born again is invite them to church. Uh, and uh, uh, or to my Bible study or to whatever it is you're doing. <clears throat> the The tough part is is once again bringing us back to Isaiah nine. Are we bringing them into the culture of the kingdom? Are we bringing them into the culture of our Bible study? Are we bringing them into the culture of the church, uh, of that particular church? It doesn't mean the culture of the church. It means the culture of that particular church. Exactly. Uh, are we bringing them into the culture of the kingdom? And that's the thing is if I'm supposed to disciple somebody, I mean, if that's what we're called to do, yeah. uh, we're called to make disciples. I'm not called to disciple anybody. I'm called to make disciples which means to, you know, bring them into discipleship of Christ. If that's the case, then it's my job, not the church's job, not, not this group's job, not anybody else, but it's my job then to bring you into discipleship with Christ, which means I'm bringing you into the culture of the kingdom. It's a whole different culture than you've ever experienced. But the problem, the reason we can't do that is because we are not living that as a general rule. See, and that's my, if I can bring it around to the basic introduction to this, that's what I'm saying is that if we don't understand the government that is on his shoulders, right? we don't understand the laws, we don't understand the culture, we don't understand the norms, the values that govern this government right? that we are now part of. So what we're doing is we're like, you know, we're, we're like Americans living on an island somewhere trying to introduce their culture when we are American. You know, we're trying to live a different culture when we are Americans and it doesn't right. work. It just, it, it doesn't work. And that's what we're trying to do. And we have to come back down to understanding what we represent, who we represent, why we represent it, and what is that representation? What does it look like? That's why it says Jesus represented and reflected. He represented the image of God, the substance of God, and, and he reflected the glory of God. And the glory right. is not, you see, the glory, we think of glorious smoke over, over the stage. You know, it's like, that was in, that was the Shekinah, it's not there anymore, it, the smoky thing. It's, it's not like that anymore. We're still looking for this experiential thing. It, it's not like that. The glory here is the weightiness of his culture, of his kingdom. It's the, it's the presence that he's, he's brought back to us too that was in the Garden of Eden. I mean, right. Adam didn't walking around, 
walk around looking for smoke. It says he walked in the cool of the day, experiencing communing with God in his presence. And, and that's what we're looking for is that communion where we bring in the increase of his government to where we are. That's reflecting his glory, reflecting right. who's the governor, the, the, the representative of heaven that's living within us. He said, I, right. I'm taking this, trying to take this a little bit away from the whole religious church thinking that we've got, the terminology, right. and bring this more into a practical. Yeah, this temple. Yes, and just understanding that this is a political system that we're right. part of, and we're not, we're not part of that system or this society. We're in the society. We don't belong in the society. We right. are in this culture, but we're not of this culture anymore we're of a right. different culture we're under this government but we are of a different government right and and you know so that we need to understand that i, I just another scripture that really came to me was um daniel chapter 2 um and verse 44 it says in in the days of those 10 final kings the god of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will its sovereignty, listen to this, be left for another people. Wow. But it will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, and it will stand forever. Wow. And then in, in chapter 4, verse 3, he says, How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders, his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. And I think the thing that we need to understand is, is that he's a king, but he's not a dictator. Right. He, he's, he has an empire, but he's not an imperialist. Right. His kingdom is justice and righteous and has everlasting peace <laughs> of which he's the king that sits right. on the throne of David where the, you know, and he's prepared to war for justice, righteousness, and peace. What are we representing? What are we reflecting? What are we representing into the earth? That right. People, I'm telling you right now, people are not interested in our church. They're no. not interested in our church. They're not interested in our, in our Christian religion. They're not interested in, in religion. They are looking for a new government. So they're trying to impose governments. Because every government is every every government, every type of government, every type of government has its weaknesses and its strengths. And so they're looking for, but what are they looking for? They're looking for the perfect government, which is the kingdom of God. The right. king as ruler. Because then everything else is it, you can work with anything else if you if you have justice, righteousness, and peace. And right. Jesus says, because he's the king. Does that make sense? Yeah, and then there's those that say there shouldn't be any government. Wow. But uh, yeah, uh, the problem is with that whole idea is there shouldn't be any government, so basically I can come in and impose my, my thoughts and views on you. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. The problem is, Steve, is that, is that we need government because men are men. That's it. Right. People are people. Uh, you know, is you're going to have the wackies everywhere. You're just going to have those that will not be ruled by anything. Right. And so the, the fact of the matter is, is I go to the Bible. I mean, I go to God's constitution 
and I see how he governs. Right. And if we read how he governs, the principles, the values, the norms, the behaviors, the actions, the decisions that he wants us to take, then we start having everlasting peace and justice and righteousness. But the problem is you've got people that don't want to live like that. They don't want any government. They don't want to live under any, any government. And part of that government is to obey the, your government and your rulers that rule over you. Isn't that funny? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was just reading that. What was it last night? Uh, well, it doesn't matter when I was reading it. It says, and, uh, uh, talking about the weapons of our warfare, and it says, and to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Yes, yes. That's when we actually have the ability to re- revenge all other disobediences when our obedience is fulfilled. And I thought, whoo, man, <laughs> most of the time we're a long way off from that, you know, to revenge all other in- disobedience. But it comes right on the heels of this. This is the weapons of our warfare. Yeah. It comes right on the heels of that whole thing and how to fight. It's and um, uh, we're supposed to be fighting not against natural things anyway. Yes. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. This isn't about one government against another. This isn't about one people against another people. There's powers and principalities and rulers of darkness behind this. If we don't take it down spiritually, it ain't getting taken down. Exactly. Exactly. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It's just we tend to go back to the natural fight every time. No, we do. And that's the thing is we pick on personalities. We pick, we join, we join the crowd because that's what they do. They suck you in to personalities, people, issues, problems. They suck you into those things. That's what the king and, and the devil says, Hey, Jesus, if you bow down, I will give, I will give, I will give you all the splendor. See all the splendor, the glory, the riches of these kingdoms? I will give it to you. He didn't say, I'll give you those kingdoms. He said, I will give you their glory, their splendor. Um, He owns the kingdoms of this world. And the kingdoms of this world is the systems, the systems of this world. So every system that's being introduced as a so-called alternative or better system, it's nah, nah, it's not going to work. And we, right. we, we need to understand is that we need to stand within the context of the kingdom of God. That's yeah. just the bottom line of it, you know. Just That's true. The bottom line of it. I don't know. Does that all make sense? I think. <laughs> well, uh, you, just, you just said the summary of it. That's the bottom line of it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's a uh, well, drop. Boink. <laughs> it, that's the you know it's the bottom line. Eh? I mean you can't you can't violate that. That's that's no. what it is. That, that's what it is. So you know what that is? Okay, um, I can't see. Uh, it's all blurry. I can't see it. How about now? No. Uh, it's, it's a dime. Yeah, and it's got Washington on it. Isn't it, it? Yeah, there's two dimes. <laughs> so it's a pair of dimes, and these are a shift paradigm shift. See, we got you know. Yes, man. <laughs> good. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, <clears throat> I think um, that's 
That's always there. It's crazy times we're living in, Steve. And I think what we, you know, what we need as a people, I heard somebody say the other day is like, at a time like this, we need people that know what they stand for. Right. They need to be courageous. I think it was, uh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, we, we need people that are not going to be manipulated or intimidated or, or yeah. Right. Dominated to, to, to step off what they stand for. We need to believe what we stand for. It takes courage and we need to stand for what we believe in, you know? Well, first of all, we need to, and this is something you alluded to earlier. First of all, we have, we need to know what to stand for because most of us don't understand the kingdom of God. Exactly. exactly. If we understood that, we probably would. Um, that's why it says, um, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only in James, yes. you know, it says, because the reason you're a hearer only is because you looked at your own natural face and then straightway forgot what like manner man you were. Yeah. So you, you're not going to do that, whatever it was that you thought, because you looked in the mirror, you saw your own natural face. That word natural is the word Genesis. So you saw what God created, but you straightway forgot who you were. So you're not going to do, you're not going to do the word because you don't know who you are. That's right. You've forgotten. If we remembered who we were as sons of God or who we are as sons of God, we would naturally do that word because that's just, you do whoever you believe you are. That's it. Plain and simple. If I, if I believe that I'm a certain way, if I believe that I'm a political activist, I'm going to be a political activist. That's everything I see and do. If I believe I'm a teacher, everything I see and do is going to be through the teaching mode. If I believe I'm a hammer, everything I see is going to be a nail. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is, you know? So if I believe that I'm a son of God, if I know that I am, I'm going to naturally do this word. I'm going to naturally seek his kingdom because that's who I believe I am. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He isn't going to do something different. Right. So if I believe I'm stable because of Christ, if I believe the kingdom of God is at hand and it's right here within me, I'm going to be living a whole lot differently than if I believe I have to pray for him to come. Yeah. Yeah. But if the kingdom of heaven is right here, yeah. Yeah. if it's within me now, I'm going to live a whole lot differently than I would if I'm thinking, well, it's far off. It's going to, it's going to be here someday. Uh, someday I'll get my inheritance. Uh, someday I'll have this or whatever, um, you know, because it's not here now. Uh, I've got to wait for Christ to come again or whatever. Well, whatever the reason is, I'm not going to do the word then because I looked in the mirror and then I forgot, I forgot who I was. And, uh, if I, if I could ever get to the point of realizing that I'm, that the increase of his government and of peace, there is no end it right here. If I believe that the government is up on his shoulders here in this temple, if I believe that the government is right now upon his shoulders in my household and, in my income and in every single aspect of my life, I, I think differently from that point on. Yeah. Cause I'm not concerned about all that other stuff. I'm not concerned with what's going on 
with the kingdoms of this world anymore. Exactly. It doesn't affect me. So are we out of time? Is that what our... Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, I suppose it's it just uh, it feels like it, but... Um... <laughs> Daniel chapter four. Daniel chapter four is is like so powerful. But I just was looking for this one, and he said, um, "What's his name? Nebuchadnezzar." After he was delivered from his wandering around like a cow in the in the in the, in the meadow, and he says, "And I blessed the Most High God, and I praised and honored and glorified Him who lives forever, for His dominion is an everlasting dominion, and wow. His kingdom endures." from generation to generation. Wow. And that's, you know, and these guys were old covenant. This, this was, but you know, all the time God was like revealing. Yeah. What, what they don't have. That's really, you know, what they should have, what they don't have. And they could see something at times they caught glimpses, you know, as I catches a glimpse of it, you know, Jeremiah catches a glimpse of it. All these guys, David caught a glimpse of it. Solomon did, you know, and, um, but Jesus is it. <laughs> yes. He yeah. is the kingdom, you know, because where the king is, is the kingdom. Right. And, uh, and, uh, and when you get the kingdom, you have to live by its constitution. Right. And that's, and if we, if we understood that, like you were saying now, is if we really lived that, if we really reminded ourselves that they got to know that and begin to live, you know, I, I, this is, um, um, what a, integrity I said this morning is in, is choosing to align your thoughts and your actions with the values which you align with governing principles. And so that's integrity. When we choose to begin to live integrity um, as sons of God, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, right. when I begin to understand that, I never heard that in Bible school. I never even heard that in a Bible study. I never, right. I never heard that in church. I always heard, we we bring in the kingdom of God and they're doing the same thing they've always done. And, and I just like, nobody's interested. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's just like, when I understood that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and that, and that heaven has now come to reside within us and we have to bring that into the earth. And I began to look at all those scriptures of, of what the kingdom of God is and of his kingdom and the kingdoms of the earth. I began to understand a whole lot more about what's going on, you know, and how, it right. and how, how we can be a lot more effective in what we're doing. You know? so, right. That's true. And we're in the time right now. I mean, it's just, it's crazy times. It's just absolutely crazy, especially in our country. It's just like, what? Um, you know, just like, and, and I'm the thing that bothers me is I just see Christians jumping on the same bandwagon and they echoing, they're echoing the kingdoms of the world. And that to me is just like, what, what are you doing? You know, you, you, you indulging yourself in the physical activity of the prince of the power of the air. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't understand why you have to argue with something that, cannot reason that you cannot reason with you can't reason with this force you cannot it's not reasonable you have to you have to take people to the principles of the kingdom of god if you don't do that you've got no war you got you got no fight and if you got no fight you well you're trying to fight but you've got no victory right this comes when you take people to the and you stand for something that you're not prepared to back off from that's what they had to do right through uh, you know, all the ages, 
there was no negotiation. I think the, the, the Catholic church began to negotiate back in the dark ages in the middle, you know, they became these, these manipulators of politics and, and negotiation. And it was, you know, and they called it the kingdom of God. And it wasn't, it wasn't the kingdom of God. It wasn't his government that no. is upon his shoulders. In fact, big crusades, you know, happened. Yeah. <laughs> killing off big chunks of people because exactly. of... In the name of the kingdom. Right. Because they yeah. wanted to take the kingdom back. In fact, I don't know if you watched that movie, The Last Kingdom. Um, yes. The Last Kingdom. Uh, was it the... Or The Kingdom of God. It's called The Kingdom of God, where they where they all race off to Jerusalem and then they end up losing it. And and uh, and then a whole bunch of new guys are getting together. Now we're going to take back the kingdom of God. That kingdom was never an earthly thing, you know. It wasn't an earthly no. thing. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I think that's really what motivates my thinking right now. Is I'm, I sit and I look at Christians and I'm going, what is the matter with these people? Don't they understand? <laughs> they, they're not of the physical. You know, it's just like, anyway, it's crazy stuff. But, yeah, so that's it for today, I think. <laughs> yep, I think. I think so. Thank you, Steve, for your time. I appreciate it. It's well, thank you. Different, different spirit today. It's just a really different thing. It seemed like it. Yeah. Hopefully, it's the same one, same holy one. Yeah, same holy spirit. I'm just saying, <laughs> the spirit of the conversation was a little different. Yeah, just like, um, yeah, no, absolutely. But it's good. It's 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 so real. It's so relevant. Thank you, bud. I appreciate it, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, everybody, God bless you. Until next time, this is Sean and Steve ending our conversation that you've joined in today. <laughs>